what's going on everyone and welcome to this week's episode. On this week's episode, I interviewed an original Glow Girl wrestler, Miss April Hom, the Royal Hawaiian herself. I met April when I was working for WOW Women's Wrestling a couple weeks back. I got hired to be part of the production team and we worked a full week of production on the show Basically managing the crowd, making sure people were having fun, cheering when they needed to, controlling the crowd, and basically dealing with incredibly crazy, crazy situations every day. And But incredibly satisfying because I myself am actually a huge wrestling fan. I've got a lot of love and respect for the sport, for the craft of wrestling, and think that it's... It's just a cool melding of all aspects of the entertainment industry. And so getting to work a week's worth of tapings on that show was fun because for me, it kind of felt like I was getting the behind the scenes look at at almost like a circus or or almost like this secret world that you only, only ever hear about. So for me as a fan... And as someone that was working on the show, it was really cool just to walk behind the scenes, seeing the wrestlers kind of get into it, get into their characters, seeing all the cool, crazy costumes. And and it just was a great experience overall. And then the section that they had actually put me in was the section where a lot of the the classic wrestlers, a lot of the VIP people were seated at. So, And in that section was April. And as I was doing my thing, getting the crowd going and having fun and managing that, April tapped me on the shoulder and she was like, hey, you're pretty good at this. Is, is this what you normally do? And from there, we kind of struck up a little conversation, chatted about wrestling, chatted about what I normally do as a performer, as an actor, as a filmmaker. And we kind of exchanged like our contact info. And I told her that I'd love to interview her on the show, which leads us to today. It's a great interview, guys, where we chat about April's history, joining the original Glow Girls, how that process worked, and just a lot of cool, cool behind the scenes stuff that typically for us fans, we don't typically get to hear. So I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. And I hope you guys will check out WOW Wrestling which is going to be airing this September. Be on the lookout for that. So be on the lookout for WOW Women's Wrestling. You can check them out at wowee.com. It was great to be a part of that team and help that show come to life. So, so now, on to this week's episode. Hello, my heroes, and welcome to this week's edition of the Indestructible Podcast. Today's guest is pro wrestler, original glow girl, the Royal Hawaiian herself, Miss April Horn. How you Hom. doing? Hom. Oh, April Hom. Hom. Everybody thinks it's Horn because it looks like an R and an N, but it's an M. <laughs> Amazing. It's that Hom. is incredible. Well, yeah, it's Hom. Th- thank you, Miss Hom, for joining us today. No I- problem. I- I think the first thing I'd like to get into with you is is what first caught your eye about wrestling? When when was the first time you saw it? When did you know about it? Well, actually, um, I didn't know much about wrestling. So um, the way it happened was, is I was a, an, an aspiring actress, dancer, model. Um, I was in college. Uh, I'd done theater um, early on, acting, dancing. Um, stage musicals, all kind of good stuff. I was working in Hollywood 
and I worked between Hollywood and Sunset Boulevard on El Centro, right in the middle of Hollywood. Um, I worked for a secretarial service who was right across the hall from my agent, who was Bob Giannis, partners with um, Jeff Bridges, Todd Bridges' dad. So Todd Bridges from different strokes. That was nice. um, my agents across the hall. And so my boss, Marianne, was really cool. She would say she knew I was in Hollywood to pursue acting. So she would say, you know, if you have interviews or auditions or whatever, you can go. Just um, let me know as, as far ahead of time as you can. And then you could go, come back and either work, you know, to make up the time or just not get paid for it or what have you. So my agent came across and said, hey, there's this audition it's um, at the Hyatt Hotel on Sunset, and it's for a new TV pilot. They didn't say what it was for. They just said that they were looking for all girls, all shapes and sizes, ethnicities. And if you were athletic, it would be a plus. So I said, okay, well, that's cool. I said, you know, I was um, an athlete. I played um, softball and basketball. And um, I was the first girl in the San Gabriel Valley to play boys literally baseball in yeah back in the 60s or actually let's see it would have been uh, late 60s early 70s they didn't have girls softball yet wow so I played with my brothers I grew up between two brothers and so I was a tomboy so I thought wow this is right up my alley I'm gonna go and check it out and I went and uh it was at the sunset on Hollywood uh, the Hyatt on sunset in Hollywood and so we got there and there was about a thousand girls so all kinds of girls, actresses, dancers, singers, cheerleaders, uh, gymnasts, um, athletes. And uh, basically there was a big ring in the middle of the room and David McLean and, and Matt Simber, the director, uh, David got up and said, okay, well, welcome everybody. You're here for an all women's wrestling league and it's for a TV pilot. So everybody was shocked and a third of the girls got up and immediately left, you know, I'm not breaking a nail and, you know, I'm not going to get hurt and this and that. And so um, basically I said, Hey, I don't have anything to lose. This is exactly what I was here for. So that was my intro to wrestling. You know, I didn't know wow. anything other than collegiate wrestling. And then uh, when they started to, you know, make selections and dwindle the girls down, um, eventually it got down to like 70 ish girls. And then we started training with Mondo Guerrero. So Mondo Guerrero was my trainer for that. And he trained the original 12 girls. They had 12 characters that they were trying to cast. And so when they said the Royal Hawaiian, I said, that couldn't have been perfect. Right. I mean, I lived in Hawaii. Um, I been dancing hula for many, many years since I was a kid and it was just something that was so natural that I just thought, wow, I could do this, you know. And at that audition, they did ask us to just tell us a little bit about you. If you were the Royal Hawaiian, give us an idea and how you think that you could play this character. And so we basically did kind of like little screen tests and then they weeded them out and I became the Royal Hawaiian. I was one of the 12 original Glow Girls who did the pilot. Wow. So that was my... You know, that was my beginning with, with glow and wrestling. And then um, my experience is what Mondo Guerrero taught us. So good trainer, you know. Absolutely. And yeah. then April, what, what were some of those first days of training like? What, what, 
what was your thought process once you entered that ring? Like, because obviously coming from an acting and, and sports background, you were obviously were comfortable doing athletics, but you know, that's gotta be a pretty big change going from acting to, to performing in the ring. So what was your mindset once you got in that ring? You know, it, it was, um, it was exciting because it was something new, you know? So um, being at the training gym, it was in Watts. So to start off with, it wasn't in the greatest area, right? So mm. um, we actually were, were, we would meet in Hollywood and then we were driven down there. And then um, there was a biker bar below the gym. So it, at the beginning, it was kind of like, oh, okay, is it safe? And, you know, yeah. us getting out and, you know, going upstairs yeah. to the gym and all that. So eventually David McLean was real resourceful and pretty mm. smart. He said, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to meet some of these guys down there. He ended up hiring a couple of them to be like door and bodyguards, kind of to make sure that the girls got in and left at the end of the night. And, you know, cause the training was not in the day. It was, you know, in, in the later part of the, the day. So it was mm. like, you know, late afternoon, if earliest, you know, and then into the night. And so he basically just to make sure we were safe and all that. And at some point my dad was taking me for a little bit, you know, mm. I was in my early twenties. And so, um, just because he knows, you know, he was in mm. the army and they, he actually was in Watts for the Watts riots and all that. So he was very familiar with the area. So he said, well, you know what, I'll take you. I don't mind going and then, you know, hanging mm. out or running, you know, going and do doing something and then coming back and getting you. So that's kind of how that went. And just to be up there, um, mm. I wasn't familiar with rec wrestling or boxing. And it actually, I want mm. to say that it was a boxing gym is where we trained. Mm. And so um, it was pretty intense because there was quite a few of us. It, like I said, it started at about, I don't know, 60, 70 girls. And then they, they had us doing some basic tumbling and showing us how to, how to fall and how to hit the mat. And, you know, and Wanda would show us like the basic basics and then to see who could actually do some of this. And the ones that just couldn't get it or even didn't like it after they experienced it for a little bit were just like, this is not for me. You know, either they decided or Matt and David said, okay, those are going to be cut and what have you. And then for a while, um, Mondo, you know, couldn't get or keep everybody's attention. So at one mm -hmm. point he was getting kind of frustrated and he just grabbed the closest girl to him and just put her in a sleeper hold and just knocked her out. Wow. Out out cold and so everybody was just like what what the heck is that right he goes okay now do i have your attention he said because if you aren't paying attention someone's gonna get hurt if you aren't watching what i'm showing you mm. so from that point on everybody was paying attention they were like focused and no more screwing around and stuff like that but other than that it was kind of cool for me because it was like i was a cheerleader so i knew tumbling i could do the those kinds of things. No, I hadn't been on the top of the third rope and, you know, doing all these maneuvers and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. he taught us, you know, and he taught us the safety first, you know, how to land, how to take mm -hmm. a bump, you know, basic arm drags. And, and then as, as soon as we got a little bit more into it, they started weeding them out more. So then, mm -hmm. you know, then it went down to like 30 girls where they concentrated mm -hmm. a little bit more on, we now have to take that 30 and get it down to the 12 girls that we need mm -hmm. to do this pilot. 
And so eventually I was chosen as the Royal Hawaiian. So everybody mm. thinks, oh yeah, you got to pick your character and this and that. And I'm like, no, I said, I didn't pick the character. I said, mm. they already had Tina and Ashley. They already had Matilda. They had Tammy Jones, Spanish Red, California Doll, Hollywood and Vine, you know, all the 12 characters, Salt and Pepper that were going to be on that first episode to try mm. and sell the show. So it just happened that I got a great character that I could really you know, hone into, and it was really mm. natural. And I just had a ball with it. That's, in, that's incredible, April, because yeah. I, I can just hear it, like from your acting background, you know, you applied those skills of, of getting into, like you said, character, you know, I, I love wrestling, because it's this powerful mix of, of showmanship, acting, and stunts, and okay. being just incredibly athletic. And, and tell me about how your acting background, how it helped go into your wrestling character. Well, I started, um, well, in grade school, I actually was um, in the theater department. Um, I started dancing when I was five. So I actually grew up, uh, I was born and raised in, well, born in Hollywood, raised in Chavez Ravine. Mm. And East LA was pretty much like where I started. I started uh, flamenco dancing in East LA on what's now is Cesar Chavez Boulevard used to be mm. Brooklyn. And so mm. right in Boyle Heights, which is where I also do a, a co-host a radio show with Patrick J. Martinez at the Boyle Heights Conservatory Arts, uh, right there where I started at the age of five. And I started dancing flamenco dancing and then eventually I switched to hula. And um, so it started with dancing. I went into modeling and beauty pageants and acting. And so I was in the grade school plays and theater department. And then I went into high school and I was a JV cheerleader and a varsity cheerleader. And I was in the drama department and did all the plays and musicals and variety shows. And I did community theater. And then I went to college in Cal State LA and ELAC, which is East Los Angeles City College. So I'm an East LA girl up until college, you know, and then um, from there, I was going to school still and pursuing acting and working in Hollywood. So that's where it all kind of, you know, started with the glow thing. But it was kind of like a progressive thing from childhood, high school, college, and then into the real world. Right. So that's where that all that training, you know, the experience of at the same time I was playing sports. You know, like I said, I started with baseball, with Little League, boys, Little League baseball. And then when they eventually came out with girls softball, I switched to softball and then I played softball and basketball in high school. And then I played travel ball uh, softball. And I played all the way up until I uh, about 2005-ish, somewhere around there. I used to play on a travel ball team. I worked for United Airlines and we had a co-ed travel ball team. And when I lived in Hawaii, we would always come here and go to Chicago, Seattle, Denver, Washington, D.C., wherever there there were softball tournaments, we would go and that's what I would do. I was competitive. I played racquetball. I played tennis, you know, all the different things that I got into, you know, but eventually, I don't know, maybe the cheerleading with the tumbling is what was probably the most helpful aside from um, during college and high school years, I was training. I thought I wanted to be a bodybuilder. So I was training and um, I actually, um, I trained in a gym in San Gabriel where I went to high school. And then um, later on, one of uh, my classmates from high school, uh, Bill McFarland, I call him Billy, he was uh, the owner of a gym in San Gabriel. And so he started training me. So him and also 
uh, Robert, um, he, he was like his like assistant and he's interesting. And um, he ended up taking over. And when Bill couldn't train me, um, Robert would, would train me. And I lost touch with him until uh, that's Robert Isavito, and he's in um, into wrestling and had been into wrestling until um, Afterglow and current day. And then I started managing Otto Von Clutch um, with Jesse Hernandez and his wrestling in uh, Covina. I ran into Robert, who was my trainer back in the day. And he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're here. And they announced me as, you know, the Royal Hawaiian from Glow is now here managing out of one clutch and he's like a, a sur surfer dude right and so that was like another kind of turning point where here it was post glow and then I got in touch with someone who used to train me before it wasn't wrestling but you know bodybuilding and and, and it just so happens that he went into wrestling also so kind of just you know all full circle and just all the different connections that actually helped you know with with my wrestling days mm. you know absolutely and, and you know what's incredible april is it kind of seems like everything that you had done up to that point basically built you up to be the perfect wrestler because yeah. you had basically done everything that you needed to be prepared mentally physically like you were like i'm ready to go you yeah. know it, it was really kind of surreal you know and, and just looking back and because now that i'm doing interviews and just the different questions and things like that it's like each part did have some kind of bearings on helping create the character. I mean, even as far as who, who thought I'd be wearing a glow crown, right? I mean, I was a beauty pageant. I was Miss Alhambra. I rode in the Rose Parade on a float, you know, down Colorado Boulevard. And, and those are things where it was like those things kind of helped be part of that character, right? Mm. So just the the thing that people say, oh, you're the pineapple queen. I'm like, yeah, I was a beauty queen. Now I'm a wrestling queen and I won the glow crown. I was the first heel to win the crown, right? Tammy Jones was the first for the pilot. And then I stole, I broke her lollipop. I always have to oh. say that. I broke her lollipop and stole her crown. But yeah, <laughs> so it's really fun to kind yeah. of think back on, wow, look at all those things that really played a little bit of a part in, in developing my character as a wrestler. It's pretty amazing, right? Like how life works out, how it's kind of meant to like that. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. That, that's incredible, April. And obviously wrestling has changed so much over the years. In your perspective, what do you think about today's current crop of women wrestlers? How has that been seeing those changes happen? It's amazing. I mean, I, I, you know, I got to give hats off to them because some of the stuff that they do today is well, Bianca Belair is my favorite. So, you know, she's an amazing athlete. She's just stronger than strong. And, you know, you see her lift two girls and throwing them over tables and, you know, doing squats while she's got them on her shoulders and, you know, all those kind of things. And then just, you know, just Bianca, uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte mm. Flair, you know, all the Carmella, you know, it, all the girls that are are out there now that mm. that we see and admire. Um, I wouldn't even think of doing the things they're doing today. But then everybody says, why? You guys were doing that back then. I'm like, yeah, but you know what? Now I know. <laughs> I know what that stuff does to your body because, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm living the injuries. You know, here it is 35 years later and I'm still suffering from the injuries I, you know, got while mm. I was wrestling. So, um, 
it's it's been a change and i'm 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 all for where it is today whereas mm. you know women's wrestling um before used to just be the time for the guys to go get their beer and run to the bathroom and and they were just the 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 matches to kind of give you a chance to get a little break and now they're headlining and and you know main events yeah. in, in WrestleMania. So it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And today we're finally hearing, you know, that we are trailblazers and, and, you know, the women that started that and, and, you know, just the different movements that have come about and, and, and seen what you can do as a individual and, and pursue mm-hmm. what it is you want to do. You know, I mean, girls today, I, we did a meet and greet not too long ago and I met a young girl that, was into uh, taekwondo or karate, one of the two, mm. something like that. So she was already training and stuff, but she wanted mm. to get into wrestling. And I said, hey, you're, you're in the right time because it couldn't have been a better time right now with all the success mm. that, that female wrestling mm. have, you know, has been and, 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 and the level it's at at this point. Get mm. one of the wrestling schools. I mean, um, Sylvia and Joey Munoz at, at Santino Brothers. Mm. I told the girl, I said, you know what? Look them up. Give them a yep. call. Tell them I sent you over there and go get into a wrestling school. If that's really something you're interested mm. in doing, go for it. Don't let nobody tell you no. I mean, mm. you know, people will try and cut you down. People will try mm. and say, hey, you know what? What do you want to do that for? Or why do mm. you want this? Why do you want that? I tell people, you know what? Don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. Okay, I don't I don't care yeah. what the industry, I don't care what the skill level, I don't care if it's drawing or music or acting or doctor, lawyer, whatever you want to do, and you think you can pursue that, then mm. you just got to chase your dreams, you know, and just go for it. Because look at us, we didn't have, I mean, we had, um, you know, uh, Moolah. The Penny Bant- Banters, I think is, is her name, or, you know, all the, the women wrestling, the Matilda, the Huns, right, um, that had the experience, but there was nowhere for them to mm. perform or any shows that were focused on women. Mm. So guess what? Someone like David McLean had a mm. great idea and he took it to Hollywood and he's, you know, he said, hey, how are we going to get this done? And he got connected to Matt Simber, who said, hey. It's you're trying to make this women's wrestling on TV. Mm. It's going to be a pilot. You're going to have to make it first, then mm. sell it. What what do movies do? They go out and have an open call and that's what they do. So guess what? Mm. That's what he did. And here he is today. He yeah. still got wow, right? So exactly. wow here. Wow is getting ready to premiere in September. Yeah. We just got all the commercials are running. We've got AJ making all her announcements on when it's so David has gotten what he's always wanted. He's now got wow's been around for 19 years. People don't know that, but he went from glow and he left glow Mm -hmm. because he wanted just wrestling. So Mm -hmm. Matt was a creative side. He got all the campiness. He made the the skits and the music Mm -hmm. videos and all the dancing and the comedy and this and that. And that's what everybody loved about glow. It was a combination of, like a hee-haw mm. and a, you know, laughing kind of combined with wrestling, you know? Yeah. And David really was more focused on just the wrestling. 
So mm-hmm. he continued to go. He did pow, then he did wow. And wow, mm-hmm. you know, people didn't realize it's been around that long. And it has. But now he's got it to where it's come full circle for him. And he's got what he wanted. He wanted an all-women's wrestling show on TV. And that's mm-hmm. what he's got. It's got the color of glow and all the characters and all the fun stuff and all of that and some awesome wrestling. Those girls are just amazing. You know, all the the new the beast and the new, the, uh, the Tonga twins and yeah. And just, uh, Jesse Jones and, um, Sophia, uh, Sophia, the lawyer, the lawyer, (laughs) best lawyer in the world. Right. Yeah. 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 She comes in with all her girls and, um, you got jungle girl who is now helping with the show, but she was an awesome Mm. wrestler. You have the girl who used to be serpentine, who is now, um, Oh, God, I think it's a uh, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa, and she's doing great. I just saw her action figure come out. One of my friends got her action figure, and you know, so you look at all that, and you see all the different characters. You know, we got now in Wow is Tiki, you got Tiki, mm. you got Rika, you got all my island girls. You know, yeah. so it's just awesome being able to see all of the wrestlers, and it's just amazing. So David has done a good thing, and you mm. know, he's gotten, he's achieved. It's taken years, but. You know, he's finally been able to partner up with Jeannie Buss and and uh, AJ Mendez or AJ Lee. What does she go by now? Mendez, I think. Mendez, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it's it's a great thing. We've had a good time, you know, being able to support it all these years. And, you know, I try and have a group of the girls from GLOW and uh, Mm. some of the fans get together and go to watch the the WOW tapings and stuff. And so Mm. that's been fun. And just try and support, you know, for me, we do our events. Uh, I work with... um, Danny and Ridge, I borrow from the Wrestling Revolution, and they mm. are doing great things and have been really wonderful to me and, you know, been getting me out there and, and helping, mm. you know, to keep the Glow brand alive and such. And so we've got some stuff. We just did one recently with Roxy and Sunny, and um, we're doing some more stuff coming up with uh, even Dallas is coming and mm. Ashley Cartier and... Um, Gremlina coming in from the East Coast. So we got some events coming up in September. So mm. it's still, you know, we're just trying to keep the brand alive and mm. and the fans are there. Of course, we've got great dedicated fans. So yeah. that's always a good thing. And we like to give back and people always ask, you know, why do you do it? And I say, you know, I do it primarily for the fans. I'm not mm. getting rich and God knows uh, even today that I owe people money and <laughs> So, you know, I, I do what I do uh, to give back to the fans. I learn mm. something new every day. Every mm. every fan, I'm sorry about that. Every um, every event, I learn a story from the fans. You know, mm. whether it's them telling me something or me telling them something or another girl, another glow girl sharing a story. And I just learned recently that Roxy didn't know I was, I played a, ser- a second character. And so I don't even know if you know, but mm. I played one of the hooded characters. I played Sarah oh. of the Sarah and Mabel, uh, the hillbilly tag team. And oh, wow. so the other girl was Ashley Cartier. She played Mabel and we were the two mm. hooded characters. And uh, basically I thought it was a dead giveaway because I thought <laughs> my, my body frame would give me away, but we had to change our mannerisms from mm. our primary character. My voice is pretty, deep and identifiable that we had to kind of talk like this because they, they couldn't find out it was the Royal Hawaiian, yep, yep. you know, <laughs> so we were, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun to do. Um, Nadine and I really had fun 
playing them. It was it was a challenge because we didn't have the masks like the lucha, you mm. know, the lucha style masks which were fitted. Yeah, we kind of had like a little gunny sack with eye holes and the drawstring. And so if those things turned around, which a lot of our opponents would do, <laughs> that, would try and switch it. Yeah. So that the eye holes, we couldn't see where we were going. So it was a lot of fun, though. We had a, we had a lot of fun playing them. So, but like I said, the main reason mm. is that I do it to give back to the fans. Since we don't have anything um, really to go on, I would like, and I've I've been trying to get uh, DVDs made or to mm. get it on like a four season box set or something. Yeah. And it still hasn't. It's tough. And I've been trying to see if we can get the right signed over so that we can produce it and get it out there because there's not a whole lot out there. There's a few mm. not so great DVDs on sale, mm. um, but not much. And um, with with the way things are, the, mm. we've missed out on a lot of opportunities to market mm. and have merchandising. And unfortunately, only one girl owns mm. the name Glow, and that's... Wow. Um, uh, Ursula, who is Babe the Farmer's Daughter. And she's mm. the only one that made any money off the Netflix show. So wow. she's the name and she's the only one. No other girl, we we didn't make a penny. Not a penny. Wow. None of the girls were asked to do cameos, which we would have loved to do that. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, or been consultants on the show or whatever. And people ask all the time, how true is the story? And it's loosely based on our story. I mean, it's about us. Um, our director, Matt Simber was not a druggie like Mark Marin portrays on the, the glow Netflix show. Yeah. Uh, he loved to gamble and he loved women and he, by all means was not a druggie. We didn't have mm. no little, um, yeah. what was the robot from the, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 whatever, Rosie, Rosie. whatever. We didn't have a Rosie, you know, bringing around drugs and stuff like that. And But guess what? Sex and drugs sells. And, of course, Netflix is out there to sell shows and make right. money. So, of course, that's kind of the direction they went. So when we tell people at our, our events and stuff, um, our show was a family show. We had tons of kids yeah. at the show. Um, exactly. The Netflix show, unfortunately, you know, when we talk to people and we tell the parents, they can't watch that till like high school mm. years or later, you know, but, you know, you can show them our YouTube stuff, you know, yeah, go on yeah. YouTube, check out all the interviews and podcasts that we do, or go back and look at the mm. the live uh, shows that are on tape now on YouTube under Glow mm. Wrestling, and then you can kind of see the old matches, but nothing really out there. So that's something that we're still trying to do. You Absolutely. know, get something so that people can actually show because we have um, fans that are first, second, and third generation in their families where mm. those eight, nine, ten-year-old boys and girls that were watching us are now forty-year-old adults, right? Or in mm. that age range, mm-hmm. 40, 45. And we meet a lot of them today, and they're like, "You just don't understand that you are yeah. making a little boy's dream come true That's by amazing. being able to meet you as a forty-five-year-old man who watched <laughs> you as a kid." You know, so that's the the neat part is being able to see that we have all those fans, and they do come Absolutely. and they bring their children, who then bring their children, who are the grandchildren. You know, so that's really cool. You know, is to Absolutely. see, and then the millennials. Yeah. They come to our shows and they see the big glow sign and then they look at us and they're like, oh, <laughs> are you guys? And we're like, we're the OG girls. And they're like, yeah. oh, 
we're like, yeah, there was a show, believe it or not, that mm. show you're watching on Netflix isn't mm. the first show. Yep. And they're like, what do you mean? And we're like, well, 35 years ago, we had a show in Las Vegas and mm. our show was Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. And we were a real mm. show. We're real characters, real people. There's all backstories and everything. And they're like, no way. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, way. It's like, yeah, I said that 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 Netflix show was made. They saw our documentary and then they looked into it further and they said, mm. hey, we need to make a show about them. And that's what it is. So, you know, that's how it happened. So they're amazed. They, mm. they go, wow, really? <laughs> so you get, you get a variety of how people have learned about us or how yeah. they got to watching us, you know. Absolutely, April. And then just finally, in closing, I just want to say that it was an absolute honor to be able to work on WOW on a production side and be able to meet you because you're an absolute trailblazer. You and the ladies of GLOW are trailblazers for the new generation. So it's just been an honor to be able to make this happen interview and just to be able to meet and work together. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity to continue to share with the fans and and continue to, uh, you know, have the glow brand out and it's a legacy that, you know, we will, will uh, honor, you know, so, and if anybody wants to get a hold of us um, to, you know, see where we might have our next event. um, I'm on Instagram as Royal Hawaiian 25 Facebook. I'm under April Hom and that's H O M on uh, Twitter. It's glow underscore Royal and my email, April, to hear from you guys. Um, if you're interested, check out the Wrestling Revolution store. We also manned a wrestling meet and greet on Facebook, Authority of Wrestling on Facebook. Lots of places to find where the latest um, wrestling events are going to be, from indie wrestling to mm. any pro wrestling show that might be in our area. So keep your eyes That's open right. and tune in. And, oh, uh, the other thing is, is we have our show coming out right now. It's called More Than a Wrestler. Mm. And that's on YouTube with Ken Ken. And there's also a book being written with him. And then also one of the new shows is called Glow Up. Mm. And it's a podcast on YouTube as well. So, you know, we'll share yours. So as soon as this um, episode comes out, I'll be happy to share all your stuff as well. And um, again, thanks again for the opportunity. Thanks so much, Annie.